Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Matt Bovey from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all bills all the time. And now Matt Bovey and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. All right, not that I think you stink from here. It's not why I want to talk about you. I'm getting mixed messages here. I'm a little scared. All right, so what kind of, what do you use, spray or stick? Stick. Okay, me too. Is it a gel? Uh, yeah, well, there's two of them, but it's, I use degree for men, 48 hour protection. It's in a okay. green, it's in a green thing. I order them on Amazon. Okay. I think it's like six sticks for like 15 or 20 bucks or something. Okay. Me too. I use a, like a green gel or a blue gel. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. My wife accidentally bought me like the white gel recently. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the white gel? It's gel, no. but it's white. It's more like, well, it's a gel. Well, it's actually the ones you, you push up and it comes out. I, mm, I wanted to show you here. I actually, I texted her while we were recording and to bring me up to show you on here, but Uh it's white. It's just not green or blue. Yeah. Okay. And you put it on. Okay. Here's the Uh problem. I can't use this because, and I I do though, because it's good deodorant, but I put it on. And then every time I put my shirt on it, there's white stuff on it. So the biggest question is, do you put your deodorant on before you put your shirt on or after? Yeah, okay, good. My wife tells me, no, you put on the deodorant after you put your shirt on. I'm like, who does that? Nobody oh does. God. But every oh time God. I put my but I put the deodorant on, it's this white gel, and it's on under my armpits, and I put my shirt on, and then there's white stuff on my shirt because how I roll it up to put it on, it goes over it. If that makes sense, it touches. I don't know if yeah, I don't know if this is TMI, but like I get out of the shower, I dry off, and then the first thing I do is I put on deodorant, and then after that, yeah. I go put on clothes. A hundred percent. So my wife is completely wrong. I mean, I got to tell her like what, I mean, she is from Germany. Do they do it different over there? I'm not really sure. (laughs) I I hope not. I I would hope that this is pretty standard procedure. She claims to me that I should be putting the deodorant on before, after I put my shirt on. Are there still people? Are there still people who use spray deodorant? Is that I do have a spray, but it's really a quick thing. I don't actually use it very often. Like if there's something going on, I got to run. I'm like, boy, I just need to put some deodorant on like that. You know what I mean? When I think of spray deodorant, I think of like Axe body spray. And let me mm-hmm. tell you, I immediately flash back to like a middle school gym locker room where you would just go play football, but then you didn't shower and yeah. everybody just had these like yes. random Axe sprays and it was just. And then you walk out with your eyes and your nose going, woo. Oh, it was it was disgusting. I mean, it it legitimately probably smelled bad. It was meant to smell good, and it didn't. So yeah, no. Um, I don't. I've never heard of anybody putting on 
that I, I no. I was gonna say like maybe if you had like a shirt with like buttons all the way down, you could put the yeah. shirt on and then she do wants it. me to put the shirt on, then go under the shirt and put. I'm like, I who does that? No, that's how you're supposed to do it. Because every time I put the deodorant on, I put the shirt on, especially if I have a black shirt. I, have a, I wear a lot of black and dark blue. Like that's just what I wear. And when I put it on, I'm like, darn it, it happened again. And I look and there's this huge white stain on the side of the shirt because the shirt goes on because I kind of crumple the sides to put it on, but that touches the under side of my arm, the, the my armpit. It might and just it, be time. It might just be time for new deodorant. Like I know that you said it's maybe nice it's time deodorant. To learn how to put a shirt on better. No, I think it's just time for new deodorant, and you know, maybe for Secret Santa this year, I'll just get you like a box of deodorant no, no, or no. something. I, I'm telling, no, no, I normally don't use this kind. It was an accidental buy, but yeah. it's good deodorant, so that's why I'm using it. Okay, I get it. I've done the accidental oh. buy thing. I've done. Yeah. It, I've had that she happen. Where she's like, "I'm sorry, I didn't know it was the white stuff. I thought it was the clear stuff." I don't like gel. I don't like gel deodorant. No. I don't like how that feels. Like I just like the regular like stick. I guess. <laughs> I don't know the gel. Like I put it on, and then I feel like my like arms are like sticking to my torso. Basically, I didn't. I never thought when you said you had a question to ask me, I would have never in a million years gotten to deodorant. I had been sitting on this for a week. I'm like, wow. I gotta ask on the podcast, Matt. Like, because you keep telling me about this shirt thing, and I don't think that's right. I'm gonna ask somebody else. Can so I I've ask you saving. a ridiculous? Let me let me ask you a ridiculous question, okay? Before before after we get to Ezekiel Elliott and Delvin Cook, I'll I'll end with my ridiculous question. Okay. Ezekiel Elliott to the Patriots. Your thoughts? Meh, meh. Why? As, okay. As the as the kids would say, mid. It's a fine move. He's better in short yarded situations than Ramondre Stevenson. The numbers back that up. That being said, though, like if you're going to sign Zeke to the money that they gave him, he's not just going to get goal line carries. He's not just going to get carries on third and two. Like he's going to touch the ball a little bit more. And to me, that takes the ball out of Ramondre Stevenson's hands. So for me, I'm like, meh, whatever. I don't think that one moves the meter. I like Dalvin Cook to the Jets. I, I was actually having a conversation with Tasker on the sideline about this today. And Tasker basically name said dropper. like any time, yeah, name dropper, right? Anytime that you add a good player to your football team, you get better. You, you just find yeah. ways to use them. But my thing was like, Brees Hall, then you take off the field. Like, I, I don't know. Yes. It sounds it sounds like he's going to be ready week one. I know this is a really good insurance policy to have. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers is supposed to be the reason why you're a much better team. And now all of a sudden you've got two running backs who command touches. It doesn't need to be crazy. But if you have Delvin Cook and Brees Hall on your team, like, what's the minimum for those? Mm -hmm. 15 touches? 20 touches? Like, I think you just got the deodorant because you're like smirking in your. I did. Yeah. I got the deodorant. Can I show you now? What you I can mean? show me now. Yeah. By the way, and my wife is up here. She's giving this. Matt thinks it's the weirdest thing you ever heard to put a shirt, put put your deodorant on after your shirt. I'm like, thank you for validating me. He said, that's how she said, that's how all women do it. Can you ask your wife? Is she around? Is she She's in the house? She, right now? You got to ask for this. Okay. So this is normally like the kind of deodorant I use, right? You, like, yeah. you, you see that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. This is what she bought. Okay, here we go. And then, and if you push it up, this white stuff. Oh, comes yeah, out, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. You yeah, see that, right? Happen. Yep. So then I put it on and then I put my shirt on and the shirt gets stained with this white stuff. And I'm like, I can't wear the shirt now. She's like, well, put the deodorant on. I'm like a normal person. I'm like, I, I am a normal person. This is what we do. I'm no. sorry if they do it differently in Europe. Yeah, no, I, I've never heard of that. But you talk about Brees Hall and Zeke, and I'm going to text my wife and ask her. Here we go. Thank you, Yana. 
There you go. I so I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I don't think either move is that big of a deal for for the Jets or for the Patriots. I think they're both like okay. mid-level moves. I, I think they make. I think the Jets got a little bit better than the Patriots did, and the Jets are obviously the bigger concern from a Bills standpoint. But I don't think this like, like the first one of the first things I did. I was out on a golf course with a bunch of my buddies when Dalvin signs with the Jets, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if the line moved. And I checked, and it didn't. No, it's still one and a half, two, whatever. And that's what I said. I'm like, I don't think the line is going to move for a running back. But I, I don't know. I mean, like Dalvin Cook's a pretty good player. So you add another good player, you make your team better. Okay, so I actually like I like Dalvin Cook as a stopgap until you can get Brees Hall completely healthy. Okay, I don't think he's really got much left though. To be honest with you, he, like a seventeen game solution. If you're handing off to Dalvin Cook, I'm like, okay, like he'll make a play for you once in a while. Look at his mm-hmm. yards per carry over the last few years. I mean, his biggest plays came on these really. I mean, his against his yardage. Yeah, he had the Bills. And then he had the catch and run against the Colts in that greatest comeback game that they had, mm-hmm. right? Like those are his kind of plays. Otherwise, okay, hand the ball to Dalvin Cook. Are you really you told me you tell me going into week one against the Jets? Oh, they got Dalvin Cook. Okay. Well, whatever. I mean, I don't know. I'd rather face him than Brees Hall, a healthy Brees Hall. And yeah, I mean, if you want to use him to get to a healthy Brees Hall, cool. I but man, I get why the Jets are doing it. Like they're they're pot committed. They're all in on a Super Bowl. They got Aaron Rodgers. They signed all these guys. This regime needs to win. They have a twelve year playoff drought. It's the it's New York City and that media market. I do not fault the Jets whatsoever for doing everything they can to get a good football player to put on their team. I just don't think it moves the needle all that much, and it might help them a little bit, which is fine till they get to Brees Hall. But yes, if he's going to take carries away from Brees Hall, by all means, that helps the Buffalo Bills when they play him. As far yeah, as Brees, go ahead. I, I I really liked Brees Hall. Yes, he's great. Ma- but he's maybe, coming off ACL. Maybe they're a little concerned about the injury, like a little bit more concerned than they're letting off, right? Like they're saying, maybe. okay, we think he's going to be ready. We still like Brees Hall a lot. Like you have to say, he was activated things. today from Pop- yeah, exactly. So, and the, it seems like he'll be ready. So, may, I don't know. Maybe they think he'll be ready, but he'll I only think- be ready in a limited role. Yeah, I think ready is very subjective. Is he going to be ready to play week one? Sure. How many touches? He can't be on the field that much. And are you taking another? Are you? Here's the game you have to play to think about it for the Jets. If you only want him on a pitch count, so therefore you have to keep another guy at running back. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, what happens if there's an injury? Now he's actually got to play a little more for you. That's a tricky thing. It's the same thing the Bills are going to face with Von Miller if they make that decision. As far mm-hmm. as Ezekiel Elliott is concerned, this is not about Zeke for me. This is about the Patriots for me. Ezekiel Elliott actually had a really good year last year, scoring touchdowns, 12 touchdowns. He's very good, like you said, in short yardage. I mean, there's still a lot of tread. There's a lot of tread in that tire. I mean, 28 years old, I guess. I thought he was older than that. Found out today, 28. Okay, fine. I don't think he's a great player anymore. He can still be a serviceable player. But what is striking to me is the New England Patriots, who already have this throwback team they think they're going to win with, and a slow offense, basically, that they're trying to run the ball and two tight ends and recreate what they had with Gronk and Hernandez, and you're going with Mac Jones. They don't need this. They need playmakers. They need speed. They need wide receivers. All this does is embolden them to be as bad as they're going to be on offense. 
Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's weird. It's like when everybody else zigs, they try and zag, right? Of like, what's going on? Uh, maybe it's a little bit of an indictment on Mac Jones. I mean, and I know that this is a big year for him. We were talking about that earlier in the year with Ben Volan, and it's like, okay, well, they know they're going to be better because you've got Bill O'Brien now. You've got better weapons. You had Juju Smith-Schuster, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I don't know. Like, I, I can't imagine a team. Like, Ramondre Stevenson is their best player offensively, and now you're adding another – like, you're not taking away touches from Ramondre Stevenson. Right. You're adding more carries. So, like, that, how many times is Mac Jones going to throw the ball a game? 15 to 20 times? And what if you are taking touches away from Ramondre Stevenson? Okay. If I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm fine with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, they're very clearly trying to have a great defense. They're trying to be well coached and they're trying to run the ball well and win every game like 21 to 17 or something. I, I just, with the division they have, it feels like a bad idea. I, Bill Belichick best coach ever so like who am i to sit here and say that like your strategy is stupid man he has accomplished a lot but you're in a division with josh allen with aaron Rodgers, and with tua and an unbelievable set of weapons in miami like is this really what you want to do do you really want to try and like lock down your defense because that same defense has been bullied by like every team in the division a lot the last couple of years that same defense gets basically shredded by every mobile quarterback they face. He has not figured out a way to stop mobile quarterbacks because he thinks he's still playing in the year 1995, 1999. Still going against Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Flacco, Peyton Manning, that that, that group. Yes, that's why, by the way, I know how you said it. I know why you said it. I don't say it that way. I know you do. He's the most accomplished coach ever. I don't think he's the best coach ever. Who's the best coach ever? Joe Gibbs. Okay. Joe right. Gibbs won. I look at he might not be. I, I can't speak to George Hallis. I didn't watch him. I can't speak to Vince Lombardi. I didn't watch him. I know in my lifetime, Joe Gibbs won three and went to four Super Bowls with three very average quarterbacks. Three different, very average quarterbacks. Mark Rippon, Doug Williams, and Joe Theismann. He didn't do it with the greatest quarterback ever. In fact, far from it. And he still won three Super Bowls in 12 years. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. I, moral of the story. Don't think either one of the moves really is a a drastic difference for the division or anything like that. Okay, my final question for you before we wrap up. If you get a thank you card in the mail, Mm -hmm. how long do you keep it? (coughs) Excuse me. Bless you. I mean, I guess it would depend on who it's from. What it's for, maybe. Can you give me more general without revealing? You no, this was something brought up in a group message, and somebody said, "Like, am I a terrible person for like literally opening the thank you card and then immediately throwing it away?" No, and I said, "I'm totally cool with that." It's a thank you card. You read it, you appreciate it, you threw it out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think you keep it for. I I said I put them on like the fridge 
until it's garbage day. Like if it's like a really beautiful thank you card or like a really, really like meaningful note, then I keep it. But if it's like the thank you card for the sake of having to send a thank you card, I don't think there's any like yeah. amount of time you have to keep it. If it's an important like person, you're like, Oh, I'm impressed. Like this person sent it to me. I can't believe. Wow. Thank you. Right. Uh-huh. Oh, I mean, you know, some prestigious person, well-known person, you save it. You kind of like, Oh, look at that person. They wrote me a thank you card. It's really cool. If it's because you went to a birthday party and you gave a gift or a wedding, which is probably right. You gave a gift and they sent you a thank you card. I'm like, okay, thank you. And you can throw that out. I mean, if someone sends you a birthday card, you keep it for a little while. I think someone sends you a father's day card. You keep it for a little while, uh-huh. but even then the rules are, eh, I don't know how long. It's an interesting question. I mean, we had this conversation at Marge's the last night of training camp. Um, you were you were in a you were over that was a whole thing, Marge's that last night yeah, it was, was I was I asked the question to Jeremy, to Joe, and to Catherine, and we had an entire conversation about it. And basically okay. I said, I think you keep it for a couple days, then you can get rid of it. And I was I was in the minority of, okay. of believing that basically. Most so like I just, just wanted to get your gauge on it. I just wanted to get your gauge. I, I thought it was a fun question. Game. All right. So I was able to and honored to participate in the Jim Kelly Golf Classic on Monday. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Terry Hills and Batavia. And during the tournament, there was a group that had Dan Marino and Chris Berman playing in it, which was really cool. Just a few in front of us. There was a hole in one contest. It was hole number 12 at Terry Hills in Batavia. You pay $20. You are entered into the contest. If you hit all in one, it's $10,000. You roll up. It's 195 yards to the pin. It's a tough one. Dan wait, Marino. Appar- wait, is this the hole that I won closest to the pin on when I played with you in the Eric Wood golf tournament? Yes, it is. It's the same one. Yes. Yeah. Way to flex and throw that in there. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, right. wait till wait till I flex on my next thing that I'm going to say. Okay, so hold on. So Marino buys everybody the $20. I'll just put you in. Pop, 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 pop. Somebody hit a hole in one for $10,000. Holy crap. It is for Kelly for Kids Foundation. Marino bought the ticket. What do you give back? What do you do with all the money? But they did They did get it. This is a true story. They did. Okay. So so Marino paid, right? 20 bucks for each person in the group to have the ability to be in the contest. Yes. I think it's, it's a five. Kelly for Kids golf tournament fundraiser. I think you keep five and you donate five. And then you figure out between the five you keep how you split that up between the person who did it and Marino. All right. Like, like it. I don't think Marino would. T- I don't think Marino would take anything. Because what if you split it twenty five hundred, twenty five hundred, twenty five hundred dollars to Dan Marino probably doesn't mean anything. And so, you can't buy drinks. All the drinks were free anyway, all day. Yes. So <laughs> I think I think if it was me and I hit the hole in one, I would say. It's almost like going to like a stag party and like you win the 50 50, like you give it back in that setting. Uh Okay. uh That's not $10,000 here. It's for charity. You didn't pay for the shot anyway. I'd say, you know, five go into the charity and then you keep the five. Eh, My wife pretty much said the same thing. So she's redeemed herself, you know, with the validation there from you, you, you validated her this time. So let me, I don't, I, I'm not like the, I don't want to be like the guy I'm flexing on you, but I'm going to flex on you real quick. Okay. Uh, if you're watching golf at all this week, the BMW championship is taking place at a course called Olympia fields in Chicago. Oh, and if yeah. you watch, if you watch the tournament at all, and maybe you happen to see any of the uh, sixth hole, just know that that's the hole that I got my hole in one on. So 
unless one of those pros gets a hole in one, I can say I've done something there that they have not done. So John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler, like I'm putting the challenge out, like get a hole in one. Cause if I can do it, you should be able to do it. Just saying. Just well, saying. Michael Block Bove. <laughs> it's always game day in Buffalo. It's cool. It's a cool, well, I will say. Thing. I still, so very cool. really quickly, about three holes after that, uh, at, at Terry Hills, I hit one about 10 feet from the cup. I'm like, oh, I might get closest to pin. I walked up there. No, two feet, one inch four, Dan Marino. Dan, what are you doing to me? You hurt me as a child as well, watching you beat the Bills sometimes. I saw Bills actually beat them more often, and now you mm-hmm. got you trumped my hole in one. So that's not cool, go. Dan. All right, Dan, so Dan should have known better. Mike Robier is our new producer, doing a great job for us. We really appreciate him, and we always, you know, we thank, thank Lucas you, for all his contributions. But this is the first time that we're just with Mike. So, Mike, yes. thank you very much for getting this set up and you know producing us today, and hopefully helping us sound good and look good here on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. You can watch it at Sal Sports on YouTube. You can download it, subscribe to it on audio, iTunes, Spotify, Odyssey app, WGR Sports Radio 550, on demand, all those kinds of things. That's where we come at you. We got the Bills and the Steelers on Saturday. Matt, you um, you making the trek? No. Uh, one of my coworkers is going to make all the right. trip. I got to pick and choose my battles here. So I'm going to be gone a lot in the fall for all the yep. games. So this one, the timing of it is strange too because the timing of it, the game's at 6 o'clock. So... When the game starts, we're in a six o'clock newscast. So nothing from that game really checks off. And then we have an 11 o'clock newscast that night. So by the time it's a quick day trip, I have been to the stadium before. Dom has not. Dom gets to go do the stadium, experience it. So I'll be watching it on television like a lot of people back here in Western New York. You think Josh plays this game? I think he does. I think this is the game he plays. I think so too. I think I, he does. It's going to be one of these next two games. This feels like it might be the one. I'm not sure. I think if you're going to do it, which I don't think is a good idea, you do it this week just in case. Get, get a little bump, week. a little bruise. You get a little bit of an extra an extra window to get back. So I wouldn't do it at all, but they don't seem to think that way. I mean, I saw Pat Mahomes was playing against the Saints in the preseason. I saw all these guys are out there doing their thing. So I'm sure they're going to play Josh for at least a couple series. All right, thanks for listening and downloading and watching and all that neat jazz here, and it's always game day in Buffalo. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in.